The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And uh, we are so gra- uh, grateful that you've taken time to join us today, whether you're watching this live with us at 11 o'clock or whether you're watching this later or listening to this at a different time. I just greatly appreciate the privilege to be able to hopefully encourage you through the Word of God. I know the Word of God is encouraging, and I hope uh, that as we share it, I can be as well. As we continue the book of Psalms, we're in chapter 139 this morning. We're only going to deal with the first few verses of Psalm 139. There's a lot of rich uh, truths and encouragement in these first few verses, and I hope it's I hope it's encouraging to you as much as it has been to me as I've studied it this morning. Psalm 139, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast known my downsittings and mine uprisings. Thou understandest my thought far off. Thou compassest my past, my path, and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. So we look at this. We're looking at a section of Scripture that just as we read it, obviously many of you are going to have a clear understanding of the fact that one of the things that David is talking about here is he's bragging, what we would say is he's bragging on one of the attributes of God. And one of these attributes of God would be his sovereignty. Uh, in his sovereignty, actually several attributes, he's all, his all-knowing, his, his omnipotence, he's all-knowing. And obviously all-present and all-powerful, but he's all-present, all-knowing. He knows everything. He knows everything about me. You know, we live in a world, we live in a digital world where we're constantly reminded to where if we, we think we've erased something from our digital device, it just doesn't happen. There is no such thing as erasing things in the digital world. It's always there somewhere. And I mean, obviously it should warn us in what we do with our digital world. But we live in a world like that. I live in a world where there's constant talk about surveillance or someone's watching. Or, and it's easy for us to become a bit overwhelmed with the idea that people are watching us and maybe we need to keep an eye. And they, they say, well, if you're not doing wrong, what are you worried about? This, and it's easy for us to take that thinking into this passage and see what we see in these six verses of what Psalm 139 as a negative. Um, maybe you, you are similar to that sometimes. One of the first thoughts, I, in fact, there's another passage similar to this in Proverbs 15, verse 30, the eyes of the Lord on every place, beholding the evil and the good. And generally speaking, what naturally comes to me is that, okay, God knows all my bad secrets. And that's a lot of times what can happen when you go to these sections. You look at the fact that God knows all about me. He knows my thoughts. He knows all the, he, he knows everything. He knows more than I really understand. And you look at that and say, man, that's not good. He knows all these things that I hope nobody knows. I think that knowledge itself is not bad. As a matter of fact, we're going to see in the next few moments how wonderful that knowledge is. But I think what happens is how we view it gets changed based upon how we view God. So here's an example. If I view God as a vindictive God that is just waiting for me to mess up so he can strike me down, then these verses are negative. If I view God as a loving God, and yes, I do wrong, and he, he acknowledges, you know, he's not just ignoring my sin, but, you know, but I see God as who, even in my sin, he, he's not there to, to strike me down. He's there to help me to come back to repentance and get it right. But a God who desires to take care of me and love me, and he's not, he's not just always angry at me because of what I do wrong or what I'm hiding. And, and he's not overly concerned about those things because he knows them. If I have the proper, proper view of God, these verses become powerful. 
So that's the view I want to look at. We're not looking at a vindictive God waiting for me to mess up and I gotcha and strike us down before it even happened. We're looking at a God who loves us and he's gracious and he's merciful and he's long-suffering. And we see those parts of our God through these verses. And so let's, let's unpack these verses and I hope they're, hope they're helped today. Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. And can I tell you what I see when I see the words, the phrase searched me? It's not a completed thing. No, sorry, you did it. You, it's an action. It's, I'm sorry. It is a completed uh, phrase of something that God did. He searched me. He made, he made an effort to get to know me. I guess the best way I would compare it is when you, when you start dating somebody, you want to get to know them the best you can. When you get married, hopefully you're continuing to get to know them. Obviously, you know, life changes. You know, I, I've been married uh, this summer will be 24 years. And so uh, July will be 24 years. I'm trying to make sure I got that right since this is being recorded. But when I, when I look at this, I think, you know, in over those years, we've had three children. We've moved from Georgia back to Pennsylvania, all these different things. And there's been some really good days and some rough days. And we look at that, obviously, that's going to change me. It's going to change my wife. And so over the years, I can't just go back and say, well, I know what she was like in the first year of our marriage or before we got married. I need to keep getting to know her. And so I will search her and I will search her thinking and I will try to listen. That act, that action is not, it, it's done simply for this reason that I love her and I want to get to know her. That's the action I see here in Jesus. And God's searching me because he loves me. He, I love the fact that he says he searches me as an action when he already knows me anyway. To me, that's, it's just amazing he would make that effort. But then he's known me. He says in verse 2, Thou hast known my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou uh, understandest my thoughts afar. Now, the first two thoughts, thou down-sitting down and my uprising, are very simplistic. God knows when we're laying and we're sleeping. God knows when we're moving. He, he's with us. And by the way, just when he knows these things, he also... He's also there in grace. He's not like, hi, I'm catching the part you don't want anybody else to know. He knows us. He's comforting us there. He's with us in the midst of those times. Because a lot of times you're down sitting when you're, when you're resting or in leisure or sleeping. Those are the times your mind roams and, and, and bad, you know, your mind just goes to the, the scary places, if I can put it that way. The anxiety can build up. God is there. He knows that battle that no one else knows about. He knows that sin that you're trying to overcome. He knows the guilt. He, he knows the anxiety and fear of all the things going on in life. He, he knows these things. And, and that's the thing we look at. Is he, and again, he's not looking at us in anger. He's looking at us in love and grace because he knows those things. I love what he says. Thou understandest my thought afar off. You know what he means by the idea of afar off. I looked this up. I thought this was powerful. He's simply saying this. The Lord knows my thoughts before I do. The Lord knows me so well that in a, in a situation uh, where something's happened, good or bad, and I'm about to, my mind goes to deal with it. God knows my thoughts are far off. God knows what I'm going to think or where I'm going to go before I even do, before I even know there's a reason to think that. And that is the, the wonderful nature of God, that he knows me that well. Verse 3 continues, Thou compassest my past and my lying down, and thou art acquainted with all of my ways. Compass is surrounding. Uh, Spurgeon put it this way, It be like uh, in the fields, the, the way the wind surrounds the animals in the field. God has surrounded me. And simply, he's always around me. He's always there. He's completely en engulfed me when I'm lying down um, all the time. He's acquainted with all my ways. He knows what I'm doing. And he is always there. He's always present in the midst of these times when I need him. Verse number four, for there is not a word on my tongue, but O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Whatever I'm going to say, and by the way, obviously what I'm going to think before I say it. He knows, he knows what I'm thinking. He knows what I'm saying. He knows all of these things. He, he knows every part. He knows why. You know, if you get in a conversation with somebody and uh, your response is just not what you wanted it to be, 
And you say, man, I wish I hadn't said that. And, or the way you said it didn't come across so you want. They're like, man, if you did, I understand what I said, but if you only understood what I was trying to say, we all can look at that and say that we'd have a different perspective, and we absolutely would. That's what we're saying. God never gets confused by us wording something wrong. God knows the intent of what we're trying to say, what we're trying to get across, and he understands that. He knows me so well. Verse Number five, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Literally, the picture is that of a prison guard. You have prison guards all around your hands there to guide. We say, that, is that supposed to be a bad thing? That's actually supposed to be protection. He's in front of me, behind me, which means he's guiding me. He's protecting me. His hand is on me to let me know that he's always there, that I'm not alone in these times. Again, your perspective of God will establish your perspective of these verses. Verse number six, the not, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I can't attain into it. You know, in that verse five, when he says, sit me behind and before and lay thine hand upon me. I was re- I, went, I can't remember which commentary was, I was reading up on this, and he made a good point. This, this obviously should give us caution in our, in our struggle with sin. But this at all should give us courage in times of fear. And should give us comfort in times of grief. His presence, no matter what, should bring those through three things. Let me say that again. In these times, it should give us caution in our, in our battle with sin, courage in our struggle and fear, and caution in our time of grief. This is the God that loves us. He's not, he's not some, just some random superior being in the sky waiting for us to mess up so he can strike us down. No matter how many churches want you to believe that, or what the world wants to believe, that is not who God is. He is a loving, gracious, almighty God who just wants to care for you just wants to love you and wants you to love him. And he does love you no matter what. And he wants to be there to be your comfort and to be your guide. And David just describes a bit of this. And we'll continue a little bit later next time on more of what he says in this verse. But I hope that's an encouragement that, you know, just be, what we often do when we think how much God knows about us, sometimes what we immediately do is we get panicked because that's not a good thing. Oh, we're trying to hide that part of us that we're ashamed of from everybody. Now God knows that even though he truly knows, he doesn't change our view of us. He's not human like we are. We don't, he doesn't base our view on us on our strengths and weaknesses. He loves us. He's created us. He's died for us. He loves us no matter what. And I hope that's an encouragement. I hope that's a source of strength that you go through today to whatever it is. He's there. He's with you. And he wants to guide you and protect you and comfort you in these times. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be part of your day in this Thursday morning. Greatly appreciate this privilege. Hope it's a help. Hope it inspires you as you move forward. That God is there and he loves you and he wants to be encouragement to you. Again, thanks for joining us today. We hope you join us again tomorrow.